0: It is a balmy bank holiday Monday here in the city of Limerick, where I'm coming to you from one of your hosts Barry Murphy. This is the Chair Shop podcast back in its its fully featured form. I'm joined as always by my ever dependable co-host first of all
1: Mr. Paul Griffin. The listeners hear your voice and they think, "Ah, oh, a good one, finally." Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, oh, no. and then and then they listen to the the rest of it go on and they go, "Oh, well.
1: <laughs> no, wait, a downgrade. Whoops.
0: Whoops, yeah. I was mistaken.
2: We did a good one uh, last and
0: night. Ra- Counting out the trio is Mr. Joe Towner.
2: Good afternoon, Barry. And Paul. How
0: we doing, gents? How's the the bank holiday weekend been been treating you? Paul, I know you were
1: working. I'm just in from work. About 25 minutes now. Uh, Um, I'm very tired. I was in at 7 this morning.
0: What? Uh,
1: But because I'm just in from work, we're going to have a brand new feature. The first time ever. What's this, episode 432? Yeah. I, listeners, for your listening pleasure, I'm going to eat a takeaway live on the air.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. Are
0: you sure we can't swap that for more Dwayne Johnson
1: busters. Uh, ooh, well, I actually came up with a quiz. Oh. This, this is for the listeners. We're not going to do it, right? Because it, it was bad. Be careful what you
2: wish for, Barry.
1: I came up with a quiz... That I tested on my brother the other night. Um it was based off the you know, the Viking experience, where I would come up with uh, Viking experience style dumbified names for NXT collops. <laughs> um and you guys would have to guess who the NXT star was, but it was it was stupid and it was a disaster, so it won't uh it won't make the air, unfortunately. That'll be one of our deleted scenes on the DVD when we bring that out. Fair enough. Um I'll I'll give you one, right? And it was funny because my brother got it instantly. <laughs> so um I think the name was something like uh Big Baby Bronson. Who do you think that is? Brons Strowman. No, I think he found he's already in WWE Barry, not in NXT. Well,
0: that's it. Oh sorry.
1: Big baby What? Um, Big Baby um, Bronson.
0: I mean, are you counting Larry Sullivan as already in WWE? Because that was another one I was thinking of. It's another
1: good guess, but it's not right. Cassius Sano. Yeah. It's not Cassius Sano. That's a good one.
0: I'm thinking bald head. Um
1: No, nah, Big Baby Bronson, Keith Lee. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I don't like this game. Well, that's why we're yeah. not doing it, though. <laughs> Even though we, I tried to segue it in there. let very...
2: has been that.
1: Yeah, yeah we yeah, just I... stick to the Dwayne Johnson busters, I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's better. Yeah, you know where you are with that. Yeah. Oh, do we
0: ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Desperate. <laughs> what about you, Joe? How's the bank holiday been?
2: It's It's been fun. Um, mainly kind of chilling out. Not been too busy. We did go to Costco today, which was a nice trip out. Hmm. Um, Big American, uh, what would you call it? Yeah, like a warehouse kind of trade. Um, wholesaler basically That's the word okay. I'm looking for um, They have them all over America um, Michelle was a frequent visitor Over there uh, They also have quite a, a beloved uh, Food court Where they sell very uh, tasty but cheap Food items like uh, Pizza <clears throat> by the Slice And uh, hot dog and a soda for $1.50 So is it uh, just like an Ikea But
1: be- for groceries What Is it just an Ikea for groceries then
2: <laughs> yes paul it's an ikea but for uh, yeah,
0: yes it's another uh, large building with items for sale that also has food yes <laughs> mm.
2: it's really? the wholesalers, they just sell giant like giant catch and like <laughs> big blocks of cheese so it's just you know
1: mm. i think in
2: america it, you tend to get more kind of individuals like consumers going there was, rather than just trade people going to buy stuff for business uh but i think in the british one it was a A lot more sort of well. The
1: funny thing is, in the United States, that's the normal size ketchup. Well,
2: exactly. That's that's why they need ketchup comes uh, in a two gallon bottle. They need they need thirty six croissants in a box. (laughs) So that's why they have to go to Costco. But anyway, yeah, there is one. It's a bit of a trip, but not that far away from us. So it was nice to nice to pop in. Had a nice hot dog uh, for one fifty. It got a few items. I oh, got a big bag of cheese, oh. kilo kilo of cheese. Oh man, for a fiver, it's probably probably cost you anywhere eight nine pound in the, in the supermarket. So that's a bargain.
1: Was it grated cheese or a block?
2: Yeah, yeah, grated uh, Cathedral City cheddar. Ooh. So uh, good, good stuff. Um, yeah, it was a bargain, and I also bought a box of thirty-two uh, mini cinnamon rolls. Um, which are great. i a couple of them. My chicken. What? My chicken. Michelle bought a rotisserie chicken. Three ninety nine. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> but how big was it? it? I mean, have you seen a chicken before? Uh, that big? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Normal roast chicken. They don't have giant roast chickens. I don't think that's <laughs> possible. <laughs> what great. They don't have, what do you mean in giant? they big chickens. Yeah, but it's not like a, the size of a... Turkey, or something, oh, no. or a dog, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was nice. I all mean, right. a, a turkey yeah, is just a big deal.
1: chicken after all, isn't it? Uh, new, a big dry chicken that's what turkey is.
2: <laughs> big dry chicken.
1: Yeah, so that was fun. That was today. I had a root canal, that was somewhat less fun than your trip. Yeah. So I well, went down I've th- had one of
2: them. They're not they're not that painful. No, this was
1: my them. second one. Um yeah. and the first one I remember, right? No pain at all during the procedure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh I always make the little comical line, Joe and Barry go, you know, the only painful part was when I had to take my wallet out and pay for it. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: what's the you, don't need, you don't need kids to be a dad. That's what <laughs> we've learned
1: here. Uh, no, but this time was actually very painful. So, uh, brush your teeth, kids. Because my previous one was on one of the, not the incisors, but the one just beside the incisors on the outside of the top of my mouth. And that was apparently quite an easy root canal to do. This one was one of my uh one of my molars, which is apparently dentists have led me to believe a more complicated procedure, so they numbed me up and all that and uh started digging away whatever they do, and it was fine and it was only when he started going down into into the canal i i had that kind of father Ted dougal holding the the teacup moment of uh i'm in incredible pain um, <laughs> It was very, very sore. But I, I, and people were saying to me, well, you could have just you know, said to the dentist, I'm not, I'm not quite numb enough here, I'm feeling this. But to me, it was kind of like, you know, w- when I went up with the expensive tracksuit bombs, I was like, well, it's too late now. I just have to, <laughs> this is my life now. Right. What, you, you have a mental condition. Why, why would you just why would you just say things when you didn't see
0: them? What's wrong with you? Uh, it's too late now. So it was very, very was- sore.
1: Um, only when he would you know, jab the thing down into my canal that, that would hurt quite intensely but it was like not, not a very uh, long pain as soon as he would stop then it would be fine um, and since I've been perfectly fine so my toothache is gone they said to me you'll probably have somewhere in the range of 10 days or so where it'll still kind of hurt and be tender but after 2 days I haven't had any painkillers like I'm perfectly fine so that was good um Oh, food's just arrived. Hello. Uh. What do we have? Okay, here's. Again, this is our new feature. Paul has a takeaway on the air. What do we have? Oh, a nice cold bottle of Coke. Dents to be happy with that. I think this one's yours. What do we have? Chips. Is it chips and a burger? Chips and a burger. Hello. Let's see. Your money back? Oh, and change. Wow. Worry. We need to do this feature all the time. Okay, can even try that on the floor. Uh can you sorry, can you do me a favor and run down and get some ketchup for me? <laughs> the bigger the bottle the better. Thank you.
2: Go to
0: Costco. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um So yeah, it was um like I was saying the last time was particularly bad kinda over Easter Sunday. Um but now it's fixed finally. And it was less expensive than last time too. It was it was only nine hundred twenty five euro. Um which is 10 pairs of tracksuit bombs. So, looking at it that way, it wasn't so bad. Um, And that's kind of really all I got up to. I stayed in Leakslip last night, because I was working today. So I wouldn't have to travel from Dublin to Leakslip. And uh, we were playing some Uno. I tell you, I've got really into playing Uno lately. It's almost <laughs> like an addiction. <laughs> I love a bit of Uno, so I do.
0: Is it like... Actual Uno or are you playing like video game Uno? No no actual
1: actual Uno. Okay. I bought a Uno deck in Eastons for about a tenner. And I've got really okay. into playing it.
2: But that's all. Maybe we should start our own like Twitch stream playing Uno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Just knock this on the head and do that for two hours a week. Do <laughs> uh, let
0: me Take a fortune. Let me let me preface that idea with something though. Uh-huh. And we'll all be nude as well. I have never played Uno.
2: Oh. What? Yeah. Mm. I don't
0: about... even know what the rules are, to be honest.
1: It's very, very easy.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm not going to bother explaining it to you now. Well, no, uh, yeah, you don't need
0: to explain it to me right now. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that idea for sure. I would say of
1: all the card games, like including poker, bridge, na-na-na. Na-na-na um, nah, nah, not being a card game. That's just me saying, like, etcetera. I think Uno's probably one of the easiest to kind of get.
2: Yeah, it's all colour-coded. It's of... colour-coded
1: and there aren't, like, hands. And jokers are wild. And there is a full house better than a four of a kind and a run? And, but it's just very, very simple.
2: they like dominoes. Yeah.
1: Closer to dominoes. But there is a scoring system to it that influences how you play. Uh, Uno's great. You need to get on that Uno, Barry. No. No. All right, Twitch Uno. That's what we'll do. All right, it's a date. Mm. These chips are fucking delicious, by the way. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's
0: good. That's good stuff, right there. <laughs>
2: it is.
1: Uh, I really
0: This is why we make sure to keep doing this show.
2: That's what
0: the people. Mm. Want. Um, uh, I had a good bank holiday weekend. There's a there's a whole thing in limerick around the maybank holiday weekend every year they do a thing called river where there's loads of uh barbecuing on the street and fireworks and street performers and uh there's like water sports going on there's like zorbing on on the on the riverfront i remember river
1: fest you talked about that last year say what i remember you talking about river fest last year yeah and I did
0: get in, and much like much like last year, I did not indulge in most of it because it's just uh, um, incredible amounts of crowds. But I did, you know, I went out with my friends. We had a few, few little sneaky piety pints, one of us, and uh, we did make time to go down and actually see the fireworks, which I have to say were actually quite nice. Um, they did have a good, uh, a good display on. So yeah, it was good. Spirits were high during the weekend. That was good, and and uh, you know, one day off as well. Uh, So, caught up on the old Game of Thrones, played lots of video games with my weekend, and and, uh, did various other things that we'll discuss in our uh, upcoming guffs.
1: Well, speaking Uh, of Riverfest, right? Sorry to cut across you. No, I'm done. Yeah, go on. The Ligsley Festival will be in June. I'm going to assume Irish Whip Wrestling are going to be in town. Mm. Do we need a report, a live report from the Irish Whip Wrestling this year?
2: No, I think you should try it out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: if you know, if if your if calendar lines up,
2: if it doesn't rain,
1: maybe we could have.
2: I think you should be the commissioner. <laughs> the commissioner <for> <laughs> The bit where they
1: stop wrestling and just take photographs with children. I, I'll try and jump in for an interview.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh wait, Grappler. <laughs> Is wrestling fake? Is it a work? Thoughts. Thoughts on that whole CM Punk debacle?
0: Yeah, g- g- come on, Mister uh, Mister. G- <laughs> Can I call you Mister Grappler? Is that okay? Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's that's uh, Bank Holiday guff, I think, for for all of us. Mm. Uh, any other bits and pieces we want to chat to before we move on to a different kind of guff?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Oh righty then. Um, I suppose the thing to to jump into that would make the most sense is we could probably do a bit of movie golf Um, uh, and the question I have right away is whomst among us has seen that new Avengers
1: yes I haven't
0: you haven't Joe
2: of course not
1: Okay. Joe doesn't really (laughs) give a shite to see it as well which is the thing
0: well, that's good. It's nice that they, there should still be people like that in the world, you know. Um, they're 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 becoming more and more of a minority, but that's fine. Uh, Joe, if if oh, I tell what you, what did you make?
1: Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, yeah. if Avengers doesn't beat Avatar to the all-time box yeah. office by the value of one ticket, Joe, I'm going to be very upset at you.
2: If it's down to that, I'll go see it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way. That's it. Uh, He'll be like, "All right, lads. All right,
0: you twisted my uh, arm. You know, hurt. I have to go." Yeah, and I'm sure. I mean, you know, in four weeks, it'll still be on seventeen times a day. Oh uh, yeah. In in every screen imaginable. Um, I went to the midnight premiere of that in Limerick. I just I have never seen so many people in a cinema at one time. <laughs> uh, uh, I think. They were showing it in nearly every screen in the odeon i was in and they were all sold out um it was and i've done the midnight thing before i did it for infinity war um I, for some reason did it for suicide squads um uh i've have seen you know cinemas packed out uh uh for for big debuts before i would see i didn't do it there wasn't a midnight but i did venom on opening night that was absolutely bonkers i i was stunned at how many people would see that this was next level. This was like this. This entire building was at capacity. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, breaking news. A shit ton of people went to see this uh, uh, this film. Uh, Paul, what did you make of the old End Game?
1: Um, well, it's a week now since I discussed that on here, but I mean, I, I really liked it first and foremost. Um see I, I again I'm I'm kind of wondering one thing I wondered aloud last week is how much can you discuss without it being a spoiler um yeah I thought the first excuse me I'm getting burpy now after drinking that coke down so fast uh. I thought the first hour was very slow and I kind of appreciate that they they have to set stuff up but I I kind of wish that they would get the ball rolling a little bit more quickly on the whole shebang uh the second hour i thought wasn't long enough because that's where most of the cool stuff happens and yeah. a lot of that felt kind of rushed to me and the ending is the ending uh act is kind of is is for the most part fine it's a little bit um cliche of those big superhero movies where like the this, this, this stuff that happens in you've seen happen in a lot of other of those kind of films. Um, there's a lot of fan service in it. There's a lot of kind of punch the air moments and it's quite fun. And uh, without being specific, there was one kind of revelation at the very end that I really, really enjoyed. In fact, it was probably the thing I enjoyed the most about the film overall. Mm. Um, a kind of uh, passing of the torch, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, overall, I enjoyed it very much. I thought the pacing was a bit weird. I thought it got a little bit messy in the middle when it had so much going on. But um, overall, I was quite happy with it. Though I didn't think it was as good as Infinity War.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah.
1: I just thought Infinity War was more focused and kind of... was better off because it was the the Thanos movie. Whereas this one was kind of a little bit all over the place. And it does things with characters that, I don't know, were super satisfying or super funny. Um but um, I mean it it was it was really good. I, I don't want to nitpick it too much because I did really enjoy it. And it definitely doesn't feel its length. Um and it was a very, very satisfying conclusion to the whole Marvel Infinity saga or whatever they want to call it. Um, yeah. and I'm very interested to where they go from here. But um
0: yeah, that's that's the that's the bit that kind of grabs me. I mean, I I loved it. I I, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was satisfying. I thought those those fist pump moments were there. I I watched it twice. I do I do think on a rewatch, my kind of my one criticism is that first hour is very slow. Um, uh, I think it it was kind of important that they did have that, but at the same time on a rewatch, I, I do think it took its time going. But I I just I really really loved it. But uh, yeah, it's like so. Uh, you know, the 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 train keeps on going. The hype train, you know. They're, they they yeah. they're gonna do. <coughs> excuse me, Spider Man this year, and we're getting some version of a Black Widow film, and we're getting a Black Panther 2 You know, all that all that stuff is confirmed. Um, yeah. and I guess you know they will. Those movies will continue to come out, but they will also continue to build to events. You know, certain event type films, and and what those will be, I don't really know.
1: There was there was one bit I thought was quite silly, and that was maybe my my again it's a nitpick, but it was maybe my least favorite part of the film, which is where without getting specifics of where the plot goes the the remaining Avengers meet up with um a character from the from the franchise, and they're trying to convince this person to um, to go with them on their quest to you know, save the world and so on. And this character is like, no, you know, I have my little life here now, and I don't want to jeopardize that. And the way he gets convinced is he just walks by by this, like, super computer machine and goes, uh, computer, run the the, um, simulation, uh, ten parsecs and two critons and one proton. Oh, it works! And that's how he gets convinced, computer, and it's like, it's "Tell super... me if the plot will work." <laughs> it's super dumb, and um, I I would have preferred that the character had some kind of character motivation to do what he does, rather than a computer does a Mobius loop, and he goes, huh? and that's it. You know, I thought that was I thought that was quite quite lame. But apart from that, it's very good. <laughs> I don't know how that scene worked on a second watch, Barry, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd enjoy it more the second time. I
0: uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit yeah. The fact, I mean, the, still the fact like is, it.
1: the story is quite good, and that to me is just the one little minute thing that kind of is is the, yeah, that's the
0: thing. it. it has it has those kind of trappings of an Avengers MCU movie yeah. to it still after all these years, but I do think it is it's I do think it is a nice ambitious movie in parts, which is good because I I I think. I think that's important. But yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, apparently there was a new Spider Man trailer out today that I have not watched yet,
1: but, which uh, apparently yeah. contains spoilers for um, Endgame. Yeah. So don't watch that yeah, trailer it, if you ain't watched it. I watched it. it.
2: Oh no! I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, surprised they put that in there. It's only been a week or two.
0: Yeah, and they're like they're you like, oh well, it. Russo brothers say okay the embargo's up. It's like you don't get to set a spoiler embargo, idiots.
2: Well. 2.18 billion dollars like I mean most people have seen it already so that's right. mm. it's not a massive surprise about this
0: oh as we're sorry I'm just kind of catching up to sort wrestle guff transpiring as we uh, as we record here I didn't realise the XFL had a TV deal yeah and
2: they're,
0: and they're getting no money from it <clears throat> yeah the networks are not paying a rights fee, but ESPN and Fox are picking up production costs, which generally amount to around 400000 per game. So why? Oh, God, this is already dead on arrival. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's actually better than I was expecting, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, seeing as that other competitor league is already tits off, I mean, I guess they're, you know... I thought
2: they were going to, like, stream it all on Twitch or... You or know. some
0: shit like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, like... Getting on actual TV is, is, is not Fair bad.
0: enough, yeah. Partnering up with ABC as well. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll see, but that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that they're not getting money for it. But anyway... Uh, outside of interconnected fucking comic book children's movies, um, who's watched anything this week? I have not watched anything other than interconnected ch- children's movies.
2: I uh, watched quite a few movies. Uh, last week I reviewed Barry You Miss This. So I reviewed uh, Eighth Grade and Mid-90s. Uh, oh. Which I saw instead of seeing that Marvel Disney shite. Yeah. Um, both are fantastic. So, go and see them if you get the chance. I,
0: I wanted to see both and neither are being shown in any of my local cinemas. <sighs> and I don't even think, I think I didn't even see Eighth Grade advertised in the country. Uh, with an extremely annoying thing because they had eighth grade posters with the date on in Limerick uh, months ago and now it and it never came here and there were seventeen showings of Avengers every day and I couldn't see that I was living there was like there was like like this last week or so I opened up the old Odeon app because that's where I have my, 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 my unlimited membership just to see what's on and there's like four films showing because Avengers is taking up half the screens. Uh, it's like so. It's like yeah. I can go see like that, or like, you know, go see Missing Link again or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It, it was very frustrating. So yeah, disappointed I didn't get to see that.
2: Uh, hopefully, eventually. But yeah, both very very good. Check those out. Um, other than that, I also it was a few weeks ago, but watched uh, the the new Tomb Raider. Oh uh, yes. Some uh, up on Netflix. I uh, quite enjoyed it. Uh, probably the best video game movie I've I've ever watched yes Um, thought it was a good performance I liked the kind of origin story and how early on it was quite grounded Uh, you know she's on a like a cycle uh, you know competition thing and through London it was all quite quite fun Uh, it did take me out a bit when eventually she gets on a ship and there's a lot of CGI kind of waves and storms and it was very very CGI yeah, me out a bit, a bit. but um, yeah. After that, it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, wouldn't mind watching a sequel. Uh, uh, yes, a thumbs up. Yeah, which
0: I think I think they're doing. Um, yeah, I haven't been meaning to watch that since they popped it up on Netflix. So I remember. Oh. Uh, next week with the with the Pikachu movie. Um, yeah. Which is, on our shores, very very soon.
2: Um, anything else? So, so that was good. Also watched uh, after many many years, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell film. Okay, came uh, out donkey years ago. That was quite fun. Quite fun. Michelle really likes it. I give it kind of you know seven out of ten ish. Dustin Hoffman's in it. Thumbs up. Emma Thompson's good. Will Ferrell's in it. Um, he's not annoying, which is good because a lot of his movies quite annoying. Is, Some yeah. movie's kind of funny. In this one, he he's very sort of sedate and trying to play that. Dry. Well, he's what? Dry. Yeah, quite dry, which, to be honest, not really his strength. So I'm not sure why he got that particular role. Um, anyway, yeah, that was fine. Uh, watched a movie called Yardi, which was uh, Idris Elba's directorial debut. Uh, oh, wow. Kind of set, in, set in Jamaica and London in the 80s about uh, kind of Jamaican gangs uh it was pretty good not a kind of flawless film um but kind of worth a watch if if maybe kind of interested in in seeing a slightly different kind of culture portrayed uh, in film and quite a kind of authentic one to the time as well um then also a couple of films that michelle made me watch uh my best friend's wedding with oh. julia roberts um she, she, I don't know, she tries to break up her friend's wedding or something because she loves them. <laughs> Shite. Um, and then something's got to give with uh, Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton, which is very silly but quite enjoyable. And Jack Nicholson gets his ass out at one point. It's quite funny. He does a sort of Ric Flair spot. Uh, he's got like a dressing a um, hospital gown on and it's not tied up at the back and he's just there with his ass out. Oh, oh, it's, oh uh, classic. Classic, yeah. classic stuff. Um, <laughs> It, oh, how
0: has he not portrayed Ric Flair? Like, that's a perfect casting.
2: That would be perfect.
1: That would be perfect. Uh, Have you know, seen after Jack after Nicholson recently, done... by the way? What? Have you seen Jack Nicholson recently? No, what? What's wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with him. He just. Uh, he's old. He, he I don't know that he'd be good as Ric Flair these days as much as, I don't know, Bastion Booger or someone.
2: Oh, big as he.
1: Mmm. Be quite big.
0: Uh, yeah, he can have one of those transformative. He could have a Christian Bale wacky. <laughs> he chicken. looks
1: a bit like what Gary Oldman looks like in that Churchill movie. Oh
0: yeah. God, so oh, no. Well, still, uh, he's 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 bulking up because they're just wrapping production on the the Drill movie.
1: You
2: know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's
1: <laughs> <was> drinking coffee. <laughs> he <you> said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God.
0: Oh, God. Oh. Okay. I'm Jeez, okay. we're all making disgusting noises on this show. I'm
2: all right, all right so edit, edit that out. Right. Oh, that yes. Was... Whew, anyway, let's take um, my yes, takeaway that, that done.
1: I give my takeaway a good nine out of ten. That's was very good. Thank you very much.
2: Fuck then? Um. Yes, that was it. So that was that was all right. And Diane Keaton goes full frontal as well. So. Uh, Thumbs up. You know. Come oh, on. Right. I watched.
1: Um quite a few movies as well. Also a Will Ferrell movie uh, called Holmes and Watson, which just came out last year. Too. Why did you watch that? Uh, just, just in the mood for a bad film sometimes. I remember I, I for some
0: reason, was going to go see that and my bus was late. And I was like, on top of it being shy, I'm not walking in lane. I just saw Mary Poppins instead.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I mean, Holmes and Watson... Was very negatively received, and uh, it is bad. I don't know; it's quite that bad. Um, I think the strength of it is the silliness of Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly's performances because they do way over the top, like English accent, but to the point that it is funny. It it doesn't come off as like a like one of my pet peeves is any time a comedian mentions the UK, they immediately go into a Dick Van Dyke toodle pip oh, London. but they just do like a very very silly, hoity-toity English Sherlock Holmes accent, and it's actually very funny um, the film however is not very funny nor does it work well enough as a Sherlock Holmes film so it kind of fails on both counts and ultimately is not very good uh, I went a three out of ten on that, and I would not yeah, recommend the, it. Shockingly,
0: the the trailers really didn't make it even seem like it was especially Sherlock Holmesy. It just seemed like they made a period comedy where they was like, okay, let's put on some silly hats and then do funny voices.
1: That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And the but the problem is the jokes themselves aren't funny. It's it's mm. just the performances are kind of amusing, and the film has nothing else going for it. Uh, so avoid that if you get a chance. Uh, I then rewatched Pulp Fiction for the first time in about a decade. And uh, it's funny because Pulp Fiction is is um, obviously known for being like 9 out of 10 people's favorite movie. And it's it's like a bit of a cliche that when, when people can't think of a really good movie to use as an example of movies, they're always like, oh, you know, I love uh, you know, Pulp Fiction, blah, blah, blah. Um, but watching it again, it's it's really good. It's it's it really really good. And I was I was kind of because the last time I watched this was probably in the two thousand seven two thousand and eight range. A lot of it was kind of fresh to me outside of obviously the bits that everybody knows. So I was watching it and I was waiting for the the weaker segments. I kind of had in my head that the Bruce Willis stuff wasn't as good. Um, yeah. but it is. Like, it's a very, very consistently good film. And, um, I mean, Sam Jackson and and Josh Volta kind of stand out. Um, Very disappointing that, like... The French girl is annoying. The French girl is annoying, says herself. Um, It's a (coughs) shame. Forrest Gump beat Pulp Fiction to all the awards that year. Apart from, I think... I think Pulp Fiction only won Best Screenplay in the Oscars. But uh, it's a fantastic movie. It's one of the best, I think, of all time. Um, some of the scenes are just so so well written and witty in a in a in a quick natural way that a lot of other like witty films just really aren't. Um, I don't really like Chris Walken in it, though, because uh, he he's the one bit of the film that kind of stands out like a sore thumb, um, where. You have characters that all are like quick, snappy, as I said, witty characters. And the, the, the conversation kind of zigs back and forth between people. And then you have Chris Walken doing his Walken voice. And, uh, and he's supposed to play like, he, he plays this like uh, Marine, which is typically, you know, like a, a very straight-laced um, character. But he's, the problem is that he's too Chris Walken-y for that kind of role. And that's the bit of the movie that did kind of take me out, where I'm like, Jesus! I, I, I've heard people do the Chris Walken impression, but he fucking sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, and uh, yeah. Apart from that, I think it's near perfect. I, I, I don't particularly like Tarantino as an actor. Um, but he's he's fine with this, if a little, kind of aggressively energetic. Um, but he's not as bad as he is in. I don't know, Django, where he's like, I'm an Australian nah. I'm I Mexican, think, nah. I,
0: the only thing I like him in is Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Um, and that's because that's so kinda of pulpy and weird well, anyway that I, it's like I don't really need him to be super
1: he play, serious.
2: He plays a creepy weirdo as well, so <laughs> yeah. it's perfect. I like him Reservoir Dogs as well,
1: I must say. <laughs>
0: they just filmed him going about his day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh but Pulp Fiction
0: great. It's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I watched an old film called The Maltese Falcon
0: Ah yes with uh,
1: Humphrey Bogart an old film noir this was um, in in follow up to watching Identity last week I was talking about how I downloaded uh, I mean legally through the Apple store um, for mystery movies like I googled best mystery films and I downloaded the like the four I hadn't seen Uh, so I, I watched The Maltese Falcon this week and it's well, I, like I, I knew about the film before. I think there might have even been like, was it like a Rugrats episode or something that was kind of a half parody of the Maltese Falcon, um. And it's one of those like film noirs to the point that watching it today, it almost comes off, kind of like a parody. Like it, it, it starts off with the the dame coming into the detective office with the the name printed on the window. Hey, she walked into my into my detective place. See. And It's uh, it's very like that. Humphrey Brogart is very good, and um, he plays the like central detective who's kind of an anti hero because he, he's he's definitely the hero of the story, but he's also kind of like a Dirty Harry style kind of bad cop. Um, the thing though is that the while the plot is kind of not overly complicated, the film somehow makes it very complicated especially in the in the middle like it has so many threads going on that it does at times become hard to follow and uh i don't know that the ending is entirely satisfactory um it's 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 a, it's good for what it is it's got great performances in it i kind of think i had in my head that it was going to be because it's a well known noir it was going to be like kind of hitchcockian and going to be kind of up there with the the vertigos of the world and, and films like that. And it just, it really isn't that good. Um, like I went to seven out of 10 on it and oh. I thought Bogart was good in it. Peter Laurie is probably the best thing about it, but it just gets very, I hate to use the word messy because I used it so much last week talking about um, the middle of uh, end game, but it's a little, it gets a little bit messy. And what I, what I mean by that is like, I don't have a problem necessarily with a complicated plot, but just in the middle, it has so so much stuff going on that it does kind of lose it loses you as a viewer, and, and you lose track of kind of what the the core thing you're supposed to be paying attention to is. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty good, mostly for the performances. The story is a little hit and miss, but um, generally good. And then the last film I watched is a film from last year called The Old Man and the Gun, with oh, Robert yeah. Redford. Um, It's funny because we get a lot of these. It's almost a genre of its own now. The uh, the old actors go on one last heist. You know those. Yeah, it's like it's like the premise of the film is that the real world actor is wrapping
0: up his career. Yeah.
1: Mm. However, this isn't really that. It's definitely a lot more of a a serious film. It's as if it was one of those films that's kind of done seriously, like Robert Redford. Is part of this group with like Tom Waits and Danny Glover, and they kind of stage bank robberies and go across America robbing banks. And this is a film that kind of entirely hangs on the, the central performances because you have Robert Redford in it, who's like super, super charming. Um, Sissy Spacek is in it, and she's kind of the love interest, although, um, but by the end of the movie, you're kind of asking, you know, is it love, or just the love of the chase? And that's kind of what he is as the as the bank robber. Like, does does he really rob the banks for the money, or is it just the thrill of the chase? You know. And um, he's super good. Tom Waits is good, although he's not in it quite as much. Um, Danny Glover even less so. And um, Casey Affleck plays like the the detective who's kind of trying to track him down. And it's very slow. And it's it's more so about the characters than even the plot. It's about the relationship he has with this woman and the relationship he has with who he is as a person and what he does. And um I was after watching it, I was looking up reviews of it, and the reviews were kind of middling to positive, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um Like I haven't seen a lot of Robert Redford, admittedly, I've obviously the sting I've seen. And uh Captain America uh, Winter Soldier, I think he was in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
2: yeah.
1: But I haven't seen a lot of, like, the prime Redford, like, I don't know, movies movies of that ilk. But um, he's he's fucking really, he's a really charming man, I give him that. And if he's not, yeah. he's a fucking great actor. Because just the way he delivers his lines have such, like, a warmth to it. And he's like, mm. he's got that million dollars, fuck. I'd fuck that 80 year old man that's what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he's really really good and it's, it's a really really good movie I would def- definitely check it out if you get a chance
2: that's all sounds good sounds good
1: yeah very very good a, kind of a surprise hit that last one because I was expecting it to be fine mm-hmm. and I, I really got into it the more I went on
0: uh, is that it for movie golf? yeah that is it. Uh, Paul, Paul has not seen The New Thrones, so we won't talk about it too much.
1: Was any good? Uh,
0: uh, I liked it overall, but if you if you found the little kind of logical holes that had developed in the show in the last couple of years to be annoying, I think this, this episode might get your goat. And not just because they fucking left a Starbucks cup directly in the middle of a shot. In one scene like legitimately in the middle of a shot and it's there for about 5 seconds um, uh, <laughs> but that aside there was actual uh uh, uh rising issues throughout the episode mm-hmm. i i i didn't hate it but ugh, it had a lot of problems
2: so, can we just talk about the, the battle of winterfell quickly we of course yeah. yeah that last week um i kind of enjoyed it sort of watching the episode i was very into it and i thought a lot of it was was done fairly pretty well and i didn't really have a big problem with all the kind of tactical flaws because i'm not in the fucking army i don't know, know about that anyway who cares boring um but yeah it's one of those where you're enjoying it in the moment i feel a lot of this uh it's true with a lot of game of thrones in the past few seasons where it's really enjoyable in the moment but as soon as you stop and reflect on it or give it any kind of scrutiny it just completely falls apart and is uh, rendered as nonsense um kind of started when they went beyond the wall to capture the the zombie and has sort of continued now uh you know we've had 10 years building up the white walkers and and this character of the night king and then kind of all over in one episode you know yeah what, what was that it you know brian didn't really do anything He just kind of sat there as bait which i guess made sense in terms of the plot but it's not particularly interesting or what, what is, like,
0: is, is Brian, because, is, like, is he, like, a plot critic? Is he going to do something, or is his thing just that he sits around and he knows everything? He's
1: the MacGuffin. Like, but, but is it, to
0: do what, though?
1: I don't know, time travel.
0: Yeah, but that, that's exactly the thing. It's like, oh, well, the Night King marked him so the Night King knows where he is and the Night King's going to come get him. But yeah, to what end? To do what with him? Like I, And I remember I watched, a, there was a really great, I think I posted it on Twitter, there was a really great primer uh, I watched on YouTube. It was an hour long, recapping all the crucial story threads leading up to it. And as they were recapping the brand stuff, I was like, but what? Like, what is the point of this? Like, so he had a vision, so he decided to go to the tree, but it's like, to, to 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 do what? Is he is he gonna stop the long winter? Is he gonna like like I don't understand what his what his thing is. You know what I mean? It's just I oh. I don't get his his, his 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 gimmick at all.
1: Well, maybe that's still to be revealed. To play devil's advocate, I had four hours of television to do it. Well, this is, oh. this this is the thing. Like, I think people need to. And fair enough, Game of Thrones is, is quite a tight show in this regard, but I think people need to not get hung up on every single thing being explained, like with Lost, for example, back in the day. What about in season two when they said this? It, it, you know, there's only fucking two hours left. They're not, not going to get to everything. Ooh, um,
2: then why do they why have it? Why well, spend seven years having him become the Three-Eyed Raven? <laughs>
1: Well, I suppose they had to what kind of ad- ad- adhere. To, they had to adhere to the books to a certain point, point. and I don't know. I haven't read the books, but maybe that's something that's in the books that they've kind of over the seasons kind of veered away from in the TV show. I don't know. Yeah, I,
0: I haven't read the books either, but it does feel like as they've as they've outpaced the books, it feels like the wheels have come off a little bit. Um, I feel like Ger- <laughs> they asked George R. R. Martin what. <laughs> what the conclusion is, and he gave them about as much as he knows himself, which I think is not any, which is not anything. Um, uh, you know, it, it just—I don't know. I'll be—I'll be fascinated to see when this is all said and done, and then if the books ever come out, if the final book ever comes out, what the, you know, what the the deviation is, if any. But uh, and then they'll
1: re—then yeah. they'll remake Game of Thrones again, but this time with the, the book version. Yeah, hopefully. Was yeah, was, was, I was I the, the only answer. one expecting a little undead Ned Stark, by the way?
2: Yeah, yeah something for or some that. some character to pop up, at least. Yeah, that didn't happen. I
1: didn't fucking <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I thought the episode was really good. I thought it was um great looking, first of all. Um mm-hmm. really great cinematography. I I I get the feedback a lot of had people had that it was like very dark, but um I love the bits where obviously i think joe and i spoke about it last week or no, i guess we didn't um yeah. where the the flame the, the the dothraki run off and you just have the flames in the background this they, they slowly start disappearing and you had um there was one shot in particular where they were fighting in kind of an archway that was kind of lit with orange light but it just looked like a big orange like almost like a, a sun behind them it just looks so Ye- good oh such a good looking show um <laughs> Which I I won't talk too much about Endgame, but it made me kind of because I see I watched this episode in the immediate aftermath of Endgame. And I was like, "This is what fucking cinematography looks like, lads." <laughs> not yeah. not just a flat shot of ten thousand characters. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, I really really enjoyed the. I I I think obviously I haven't watched the fourth one yet, but for me they're like three three out of three on like really good episodes. Albeit that the first two were very quiet and not much happened in them.
0: Yeah, I like I like those first two the best so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will uh, we'll recon- reconvene next week. Uh, although yeah, no, we won't have another episode by the time we do this Sunday's uh, episode. So I guess not. But mm. anyway, maybe maybe Paul will get caught up. We can have some additional. I'll definitely thoughts. have
1: I'll definitely watch the uh, the latest episode.
0: Uh, elsewhere in the telly realm, I started a show, a little show called Parks and Recreation. Uh, because it's on Amazon Prime and mm. I said why not uh, and it's very good so I, I'm enjoying it quite a lot I actually get a, a very uh, original Office vibe off that first season hmm. um, uh, it kind of, weirdly enough I haven't actually watched The American Office but it it feels like they took that core idea and Americanized it a little bit like it actually feels quite a lot like that original show in a way um, uh, but, but in, a, in a new context but yeah enjoying it quite a lot A good cast, Uh, of course. Good old uh, uh, pre-ABS Chris Chris Pratt in there.
2: Chris Pratt, he's funny.
0: He's good. He's good, Uh, and all the rest of them. All the lads. Amy Poehler, as he's unsary. You know, he's a bad one, (laughs) Um, or he's not. I can't remember. Can't remember where we all, as a society, came down on that (laughs) one. Whatever. Uh, He's funny in this show. Um, Yeah, so I watched that. Um, I started Atlanta season two At long last I've I've been meaning to to watch it for ages Good first episode But I've just just only seen the first episode Um, I I finished Banshee Which I think I I mentioned last uh, last time I was on the show Uh, I burned through all four seasons of that And boy howdy What a television show 38 episodes No messing In and out Tells its story No time wasting Brilliant absolutely loved it um i definitely think it's among my favorite tv shows i've ever seen and it is handily handily the most like underrated show i've ever seen because it's something i've barely ever heard people talk about with the exception of like one or two friends who 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 have seen it and subsequently don't stop going on about it but uh, really enjoyed it season four bit weaker than the other ones i think it definitely ended on its weakest season um uh which is a shame uh, i feel like the first three seasons like i said there's no time wasting they move in an unbelievable clip and then season four even though it's a shorter run of episodes it still kind of feels like there's a little bit of dilly-dallying there in the middle that i wasn't into at all um but i do think they did right by all the characters so when it was all said and done it ended on a, on, a, on a really high note um so yeah huge recommendation for banshee if anyone's looking for like a good kind of crime series to watch um uh, i i strongly 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 recommend that i think it's streaming on prime in the states uh over here you might have to source it elsewhere or do like i did buy the box set um yeah so big thumbs up for that um i think that is it for my teleguff this week if you let's have anything else you want to to break down
1: i don't know. did i watch another telly hmm Oh, Attack on Titan is back, so I've been watching that, of course. Oh, um, that's my Attack on Titan impression. Um, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> it's great. That's all I got to say about it. Um, Enough. Don't think I've watched anything else today. Uh, well, the season finale of football is coming up, and uh, unlike Game of Thrones, I couldn't give a shite.
2: They're kind of going in a similar direction, to be honest. The football and the Game of Thrones, if you ask me.
0: Oh.
1: Down the pan. You mean... Not as good as they used to be. <laughs> a, 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 a big battle where half of
2: them die? Um, yeah, kind of. Metaphorically, of course. Bring back uh, Tywin, a.k.a. Sir Alex. That's what I say. It's <laughs> <laughs> <then>. It's Tywin! It's
1: <laughs>
0: Tywin!
1: <laughs> I do miss Charles Dance off um, Game of Thrones. Too,
2: <laughs> Charles <right>? Dance off. <laughs> 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 That's a good, uh, good reality TV show. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Anyway, what other features you have, Barry? What video games have been playing?
0: Well, I was going to say if we don't have any other telly talk, well, but we could talk about Sonic the Hedgehog for a while.
1: Uh, Why? No. I don't know Seems like the thing to do Doesn't it <laughs> That movie's gonna be Such a fucking bomb I don't care How <laughs> Good he ends up looking I already
0: ticket gonna be through the roof To be honest
1: No that movie is gonna make No money whatsoever Um
0: since they're, they're going back And redesigning the character Now like six months Before it comes out <laughs> It looks like is Famously How good films are made Um Yeah yeah uh, To do
1: that To be fair It looked like shit <laughs> so
0: it did did look like i mean that is that is like an all-time horrible character design it looks like garbage i mean it just looks terrible and i think if you fix that character design i think the trailer still looks horrendous um uh like oh god like i'm all up for some classic carrie all right, and it looks like we're getting some classic Carey here. He's fucking, he's going crazy. He's pulling silly faces. He's speaking 100 miles an hour. Whatever. I was like, okay, this movie's gonna be shit, but maybe we'll at least have an amusing Jim Carey thing. And then, like, and then, like, his little sidekick goes, "The doctor thinks you're basic." I was like, "Oh God, uh, what is this?" It's like, it's like, it honestly feels like this was not made for sonic fans if there even are sonic fans anymore this feels like it was made for people who kind of make a, a weird piss-taking meme out, out of how shite sonic is <laughs> with all the, the the with the awful character design and the and, and the the, the yeah, basic and the 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 gangster's paradise like it all feels like it's sort of steeped in self-aware piss-taking although not quite self-aware enough i don't know i, I that was it was an emotional day when that trailer came out because it was there was so much to digest in it.
1: It's funny as well because it's coming out at the same time as uh, Detective. Well, not coming out at the same time, but like Detective Pikachu is in kind of the ether at the moment as well. Now that's a film that I saw uh, the trailer for and thought that looks shite. But I tell you what, they fucking marketed it properly, and that yeah. mo- that movie's going to make a shit ton of money. Uh, Sonic knew, no.
0: and they did. They did the important legwork by making the characters look nice and interesting and intriguing, even though some of them are kind of weird and unsettling. They at least, they have a, a, a cool aesthetic to them that people are talking about in a positive way. Yeah. Um, I think they've done a good job of, you know, playing to people our age who grew up with Pokemon and showing them here they are interacting in live, live action environments and it doesn't look terrible. I think that's half the battle for a movie like that.
1: Um, I'm just looking at pictures yeah, I mean, of this and, Sonic now. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's so bad. And I there, thought. there were people, there were fans doing like, uh, you know, edits of the character, and they all looked so much better. And like, oh, here he is with like proportions that he has in the game, but with the same hair texture, and it looked so much better. It's just like it, he's a weird little humanoid fucking monkey thing. Like he's ridiculous. Hedgehog. Look, it's a hedgehog, Barry. That is that is not a hedgehog. Yeah, well, not, the problem it, is is it, that it, they, they really... there was. No...
2: The, the one they had had really like long limbs, but not in a cartoonish way. Yeah, just kind of in a freaky way. It had no style
1: to it. It was it
2: was like,
1: it was like they they de stylized it. <laughs> you know, it's just he's kind of a lumpy. He looks like a child in a Halloween it's, costume. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like you see one of those things where they're like, "Oh, Homer Simpson if he was a real human." Yeah, and it's just it's <laughs> <like a laughs> grotesque.
0: Um, shit! Yeah, and and, and and it's like it's like that's the epitome of like of this modern obsession with the with the CGI realism of the fantasy characters.
1: Oh, but um, his, oh, and the little teeth as well. Oh my god, what is this fucking thing? Oh, whoever stumped that is fired. It's so fucking yeah. bad. Oh, anyway, we've already anyway. given it more than it's. We've essentially done. Uh, a YouTube Reacts video there. Yeah. What's next? Bird Box hey, Challenge? Guys?
0: What you, smash that, button. We're watching a little trailer here today from the folks over at Paramount. Now, there's a lot of talk about this. I'm gonna just go with Rocky and see what it is.
1: And then <laughs> no reaction for the entire video. Go. Well, there's my reaction video. Subscribe.
0: Hey, everybody. like pretty dire out here. I don't know what to make of that movie. I kind of want to die, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um... That's gonna be my voice when we do our Twitch Uno stream all day. Um, <laughs> but yes, anyway, segueing from video game movies to, to video games, I tell you what, I, I a game I, I you know briefly played when it came out. I dived back into this week, this long weekend specifically, uh, Apex Legends, mm. um, which is the uh, EA battle royale game. Yeah, re- respawn, made I- respawn. That's right. Um, so they made that's their foray into the battle royale thing. And I like Battle Royale games. I like Respawn games. For whatever reason, that, that game didn't grab me when it first came out. But it's it's properly got its hooks into me now. I've put a lot of hours into it. I got my first, second, and third victories in the Ooh. game. Very proud of myself. Um, I don't think I've ever won a Battle Royale game prior to this one, which I think is probably spurring me to keep playing it, because now I've, I've tasted victory. Um, it's great. It's really great. The little improvements they've made to the genre are, are great. Uh, R1 being your little designated ping button so you can point stuff out to your teammates, like, hey, here's some resources you need, or hey, here's an enemy, or hey, here's the direction we should go. So, so great, because, I mean, I ain't I ain't putting that headset on. You know what I mean? I put that... <laughs> I only wear a headset when I'm playing games if I'm partying up with people I know. Uh, I'm not I'm not talking to, to Johnny Rando on, on PlayStation. Mm. Um, so having a, a, a non-verbal button prompt you can do to point stuff out to people is just such a small but, but really wonderful uh, touch. So I've been playing that. Um, I'm playing... I don't know what kind of caused me to, to go to this, but I'm playing Wolfenstein the Old Blood, hmm. which is the middle game in this new Wolfenstein saga. It's the one that was kind of a standalone DLC thing. It's like only four or five hours long. Um, yeah, I played the other two kind of big games, like Wolfenstein 1 and 2. This one kind of, this is a prequel, and it's the only one of the of the new crop of games I haven't played. So I'm playing that. It's good. More Wolfenstein, more more fun Nazi shooting. You're running around, dual wielding shotguns like a maniac. It's it's good, um, uh, and it's got that same kind of gruff kind of tone to it, uh, kind of kind of B movie tone. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. Um, yeah, and that's it. I'm I'm awaiting a delivery of Mortal Kombat Eleven, which I have not Ooh. had yet. Um, I'm looking forward to that quite a lot. But uh, yeah, what about you? Any 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 VG games? I was playing. I
1: was playing a bit more Yoshi's Crafted World. And, oh yes. Uh, fuck what a what a hard easy game that is it's Great. like it's for all intents and purposes very easy you almost never take any damage um it's a simple get go from left to right to the end of the level but these fucking collectibles i swear to god i've done this one level like 3 or 4 times and there there are 20 red coins to collect and i'm almost playing it like um like astrobot where i'm like Fucking meticulously checking every little section before I move on, and I'm still only getting like sixteen coins. I'm like, where are the other coins? They must not exist. Um, so I'm definitely getting a lot more juice out of it just being so meticulous. Um, but it's funny because I'm kind of more playing it like like a collectathon, like that, even more so than it being like a platformer with like challenging, like a Rayman game. And I'm definitely enjoying it. Like I, I'm loving it. But it's it's funny because it's it's so easy it being like really a kids game but just the challenge of being like the little hidden parts and trying to like shoot eggs at, at it because with with it's it's essentially a 3d game in that you're you're, you're it's a left to right platformer but there's like a foreground and there's a background as well so you have to shoot your eggs at like little things in the foreground and that'll knock away i don't know the branch of a tree and there's a little hidden thing there and you really have to kind of think like where can where can this stuff be and oh my god, I just can't find these coins. I don't know where they are. I <laughs> just kind of keep playing until I find them and then move to the next level. And um, it's great. It's really, really great. But that's it. My PlayStation continues to go untouched as it has for the last couple of months. I'm just playing Switch games at the moment. Uh, although, there's a few PlayStation games on the horizon that I'm interested to play. So when they come out, i dare say I'll dust it off. Uh, Stanley Parable is first and foremost on that list can't wait to play that again plus it has extra content so i don't know oh that's coming to playstation that's coming to playstation this year yeah that game is great if you play it on pc it's really great but that's all that's all uh i've been playing
0: yeah uh, i forgot to say i, I played some days gone
1: Ooh, there's yeah. a game I have no interest in ever playing.
0: <laughs> I don't think you'd enjoy it. Um, no, I, even I, I it from from
1: this. the first reveal of it, I was like, "That's not a game for me."
0: And it's it's honestly it's 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 exactly what you think it is. It's, Sons it's, it's of an Anarchy meets game.
1: The Walking Dead. No thanks.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an open world game checklist, open world checklist game. Running around, oh, collect this many of this. Oh, take down this base camp. uh, 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 oh, uh, so you can stealth for a while, but if you get caught, eh, it doesn't really matter. You can just have a big shootout. That's fine. Um, uh, gruff, very sour-faced uh, characters who take everything very seriously. Um, and a story that's sort of not well-written enough to uh, to, to, to pull that off. Um, and, and I, I know it's an obvious on. comparison to make, but it, it really... In the story department, it really it feels so in the shadow of Last of Us. It's... Impossible to ignore, including the the the. It has a prologue, where you're sort of the game. The game itself is set in like a wooded area in like the Oregon countryside, but the prologue is set in a city when shit's going down, much like Last of Us. And it's yeah. um, it feels and it's it feels like a significantly less polished, less stylish, less impactful debut it's it's um uh, gameplay wise i actually had some fun with it for the few hours i played with it but I, i'm not sure i'll go back to it it's, well it's very, i, I
1: yeah. think i think the direction we're eventually have gonna have to go in here is that not everything has to be open world like the fact that last of us isn't open world is what makes it work so well that yeah. it is a more linear experience and games don't have to fucking be open world it doesn't need to be a 60 hour open world game
0: yeah i agree yeah uh, and, and i think you look at the games that are are uh, uh, typically, getting knocked for for being gross or or, or uh, over reliant on certain tropes or, or or feeling overdone. I mean, it's all the open world stuff. I mean, it's 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 games that are over reliant on 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 checklists and and, and things like that. Um, yeah, so so I'm I'm way more into the, the more linear stuff uh, lately, for sure. It's actually one thing I'm enjoying about uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein 1 and 2, those are kind of games with a lot of different um, uh, levels and they kind of have hub worlds where you can go back to and you can kind of wander around and talk to characters and get side quests, find collectibles. It's not a proper open world, but it's, it's a little bit of an open-ended game. Uh, whereas Old Blood, they, it's structured differently to the other games. It's a very linear, you're, it's, it's, it's a throwback to kind of the original run of Wolfenstein games. It's like you're attacking Ca- Castle Wolfenstein, you're sneaking through corridors you're getting in shootouts you're, mo- you're moving forward the whole time and it's just like it's so simple you know the, the linear structure of a game like that just works um uh and it's it's feels like it's almost becoming something of a lost art but uh but yeah
1: i'm very excited so, also for um 13 which is coming out on ps4 later this year the remake of the uh ps2 xbox gamecube cell shaded first person shooter
0: yeah, I I really I really liked that original game. I was very surprised when they announced that. What a what a bizarre,
1: what a weird uh, remake. But
0: yeah, a weird thing to do. And uh, yeah, I guess it's a full on like it's a remake. They're they're making the game again, which is um, I really enjoyed weird. that weird. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm super intrigued to see where it goes. Especially because I think that first game ends on a cliffhanger.
1: It does. Um...
0: So I don't imagine they will. I don't imagine they'll do a completely different ending. But may, I wonder if there'll be any. Um, like, if this is a hit, will they do, like, DLC, or will they, they you know, kind of, they, will they spin it off into something else? I don't know, but, um yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: it's That's funny because point. that game was, in my mind, a little bit ahead of its time, where it had a lot of, like, stealth and kind of, you know, grabbing people and using them, using them as cover, as a kind of, like, not a human shield, but, you know. Enemies won't shoot you when you have someone like that. This game came out in 2003. It came out 16 yeah. years ago. And I reckon it's a game that'll hold up quite well. You know, cell-shaded graphics typically hold up quite well, especially if it's been, like, redone high definition. It's going to be so good. I'm very excited. Hopefully that's not one that, like, the remake is a dud, because I'd be very upset if that was the case. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's November. Um, Yeah. Um, Any other games before we move on?
1: No. That's all.
0: Uh what are we jump into next.
1: Well I have an email. Show me to read it out. Go on. I have an email. The email comes from Michelle Escobar. No mm-hmm. relation to Michelle Obama. Well I wouldn't assume so, but no. Because you know, first names don't indicate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh so she says, Hi Paul, I tweeted this link to you a few weeks ago. Uh it's the uh pitchfork.com article about Zack Sabre Juniors insanely good music taste. She says, since you're always looking for music, Pitchfork interviewed Zack Sabre Jr. and apparently he has a good taste in music. Was wondering what you think. Thanks. So let's open this up and we can go through it and give our thumbs up or yeah, thumbs down.
0: That. Just as an aside while you're while you're loading that up, Zack Sabre Jr. was in Killarney over the weekend.
1: What?
0: Yeah, it's Suplex Clothing Brand that he's, that he's a, a, an athlete for. Tweeted a picture of him just up in the mountains. He's, I guess he was just having an outbank holiday Get away in the Emerald Isle having an old wander. All
1: right. Killarney National Park. There he is. Good lad. Um, So let's have a look. So. Uh, Early this year, he shared a list of favourite 2018 records via the best of list generator by Music Club. Look at the names on this list. So, here we go. Uh, 17 artists here. Do you want to guess how many of them I've heard of? That's correct. None.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I assume I idols on there.
1: You have DJ Cozy. Octavia. Yeah. Yeah, DJ. She was in um, Shape of Water. Uh, Mike, in all caps. I think he wrestles for New Japan. Um, yeah. JPEG Mafia. That's, a dread that's not real!
2: Why? JPEG Mafia! You've not heard of JPEG Mafia? Oh, that's, a, JPEG. that's a
0: OTT tag team if I've ever heard he's, of one.
2: He's only one of the hottest uh, rappers, I want to say, probably. <laughs> out
1: there. You have John Hopkins, uh, not the medical school, I assume.
2: Uh, yes!
0: <laughs> Dr. John Hopkins, yeah, go on.
1: Earl Sweatshirt. I've heard of Earl Sweatshirt, yeah, I have heard of Earl uh, Sweatshirt. I think he was selling them with Ice Crewed Brat on it at those TNA house shows that one time oh
2: oh, that's (laughs) terrible
1: that's a fucking Dwayne Johnson busters almost um snail mail gas all caps again uh beach house Jeff Rosenstock doesn't he do the um WWE pre-show panels yeah (laughs) Uh, ski mask ski spelled S-K-E-E fuck off with that um grouper fucked up that's probably a punk band, isn't it? Uh, low no age, Deaf haven, playboy Carty, and more. Um, I, I've not heard of any of these, no. And then it has some, it has a list here with um, with the the actual uh, band camp links embedded. So you have cre- uh, the first song is cremation lily as a sea creature might watch from an aquarium. Again, I've never heard of it. Uh, You then have Barker. Look how hard I've tried. Mum Dance. Take Time featuring Novelist. Okay, I I, I suppose what we'll have to do is we'll have to give these three songs a listen and maybe we can talk about them next week. All right, yeah, okay, that sounds alright. right. It's only three songs, so it won't take too long. Maybe one of them will be good. I don't know. Uh, the hey, thing, hey,
0: Michelle, I'll be good, you don't
1: know. The thing, Michelle, is that um, I don't know why you sent this to me because I have uh, g- quite well known an extremely bad taste in music. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know. But unlike unlike Barry and myself, you do actually talk about music.
1: Well, let me just check here again. Well, Did he mention Shad anywhere? No, he didn't. What about? Um, Hacksaw Fuckface, is that on there? No, not. I dare say Zack Sabre Jr. probably has a better taste in music than I do. Oh, yeah. Probably. Although, he a little skinny geek boy, and I'd probably beat him up if I got the chance. So... Uh, I don't know about yeah. that. He swings around the best, doesn't it? Well, have you seen him? he look. He's got this, he's, he got the the same physique as that fucking Sonic model. <laughs> oh!
0: That is... That's outrageous, he, wow. he'd, still, he'd, still, I'd, he'd still tie you in knots, mate.
1: <laughs> Zach Sonic like, Jr.
0: Like, it would be <laughs> like Rhino versus Spider-Man. You'd charge him with all your momentum.
1: Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing he'd... a lot of charging, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm using momentum <laughs> loosely there. You'd charge him with your, uh, you day. know, uh, glacial pace. <laughs>
1: My Kevin Nash <laughs> speed.
0: Oh, you, Kevin Nash, sauntered towards him, doing the hair flip, and, uh, Hand in pocket uh, Anyway, anyway,
1: I'm sure. uh I'm sure these songs are actually good, but we, we'll we'll listen to them and we'll come back, come we'll discuss it. Later. Thank
0: you, Michelle, for the for
1: the email. Thank you, Michelle. Also, Zack Sabre Jr. had a really good match with uh, Travis Banks that one time. That was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yes, and and match. he and he had a title match with uh, Jordan Devlin that I have no memory of, so that happened. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, know that was that was not a that was not a super match. It was good, but it was the Travis Banks match was was better, funnily enough.
1: It was. Right, well, that's my email. Thanks very much, Michelle.
0: Thanks, Michelle. Uh, do we have anything else we want to do before we do wrestling golf?
1: No, I think so. I think that's it
0: uh okay god what has gone on
2: uh before we uh get on to news uh we've got the return of my ongoing feature uh wcw classic reviews oh Um, so last week we uh of course talked about halloween havoc 1991 uh Uh which was a bad show but did feature the birth of the dangerous alliance Uh, ah yes so to follow up on that, I watched Clash of the Champions uh, 17, um, which was much more enjoyable because it was only two hours instead of three hours. <laughs> so a lot better. Um, I'll just quickly run through the cards. It started with a lumberjack match between Tommy Rich and Big Josh, which was uh, completely fine. And I've forgotten anything about it. Uh, we then got Bobby Eaton versus Firebreaker Chip, which was uh, short and a bit crap. And um, it's been 30 years and I still don't really know what a Firebreaker is. Is that just a fireman? Is it a specific type of fire? I don't know. If anyone knows, please uh, send us a fax or a get on the phone. Ring <laughs> I've l- I've looked it
1: up here. A fire break is a gap in vegetation or other combustible material that acts as a barrier to slow or stop the progress of a bushfire or a wildfire. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. We don't have many bushfires here. You do, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? enough go on <laughs> um i am being made a fool have, out of here
2: we uh we have a segment where so they've been doing this gimmick where someone has been sending sting kind of gift boxes over the the previous few <laughs> weeks on t v um so we get the latest of these gift boxes, so what happens is these kind of big oily like muscle men come out in their pants, they sort of look like I don't know like Roman slaves or something it's a bit weird, and they're carrying uh, I don't know what they're called, but you know those boxes that rich people used to travel around in like in game of thrones where they're yeah, like right, carrying yeah. the box and that. <laughs> right, so yeah. that what, yeah so the, the oily muscle men come out in their pants carrying one of them um so anyway medusa aka lundra blaze is in is in the box gets out and then does a little uh kind of sexy seductive dance with sting who's who's there for the, waiting for the gift uh miley's distracted lex luger comes up from behind and attacks him uh, and this this all actually happened by the way i'm not not making this sort of bizarre <laughs> dream i had um yeah and the faces come out to make the save so a bit of a bit of a weird one but it will be an important angle for the rest of the show um what i particularly loved about this presentation was uh the interstitial graphics that they have when they go to a break have the kind of save by the bell uh fluorescent wiggly kind of lines on them it was very very early 90s so i loved that uh Sting gets taken to the emergency room uh, while a Diamond Stud Tom Zenk match is going on. Diamond Stud wins with the Diamond Death Drop, which was the original name for the Razor's Edge. Edge yeah. um, we then get PN News versus Stunning Steve Austin. Uh, so PN News, if you don't remember, is a big fat bloke with an 80s rap gimmick. Um, and I feel like he would be, if someone was on the indies today doing this gimmick, they would be the most popular person uh, on the entire scene and probably go to nxt within about six months it's it's just perfect combination of big fat bloke and throwback gimmick it would be it'd be awesome um anyway so austin wins which was kind of short match but notable for that austin does a, a plancher at one point uh which might be the only time i've ever seen steve austin do a dive oh outside oh god room. i'm looking
1: i'm looking at pictures of his pn news pn news why hasn't he had a pco style comeback already
0: Oh well you know every year there's another chance.
1: <laughs> tweet tweet at Joey Janella that we want this boy.
2: Yeah, where's PN News.
1: He needs to be taking
2: bumps onto the apron. That's the one caveat. Yeah, yeah. Um after that we got Cactus Jack Versus Van Hammer, nothing particularly notable about that. Um after that we get Eric Bischoff live on the phone, uh, from the hospital where Sting has been taken for treatment. Um, he says he's not sure, entirely sure what's going on. And then he says, uh, one of the medical people is just giving me a thumbs up. Not sure what that means. Uh, probably something, probably good news, Eric, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, he's dead. <laughs> um, they get a world tag title match between Larry Zabisco and Arn Anderson versus Dustin Rhodes and Barry Wyndham. Um, as I mentioned in the Halloween Havoc review, Barry Windham had his hand broken by Dubisko and Anderson when they slammed it in a, a car door. Um, so they reveal a mystery partner uh, for Dustin Rhodes who's going to challenge for the tag titles. So the, the partner comes out wearing this kind of giant, like dragon's head and a robe, so you don't know who it is. A little bit of pantomime, and eventually they revealed that it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, who was back from a got a very brief run in the WWF in the early '90s. Um, so this was a bit like the WCW Phantom that, that I spoke about last week where it was very kind of silly and campy but they actually paid it off with a great reveal because it's you know Ricky Steamboat fantastic. Um crowd goes absolutely nuts for Steamboat the hills are furious that they're going to have to wrestle him when they they weren't prepared then then their tactics or anything for for Steamboat. Um, so it was a great match. It was kind of basic tag formula, but with lots of sneaky hill stuff, the crowd were really, really into it. Uh, and eventually Dustin tags in, and cleans house. Steamboat comes in and, and gets the win and the titles. That was kind of an awesome moment. Um, yeah, Jushin Liger video intro package. This was ahead of his, his first ever uh, match in WCW. And at this point, Liger, this is like being kind of 1995 Rey Mysterio or 2017 Will Ospreay. He was just like this. A kind of high-flying sensation that was, was taking the world by storm. So this kind of, I guess, sets up kind of good things to come for WCW. Um, so ringside, JR is on the phone to Bischoff at the hospital. And I mean literally on the phone, like they have a rotary phone uh, on the announce table they're speaking into, which cannot be possibly plugged into anywhere. I Operator, get me Bischoff. Like. Quick! <laughs> um, and we then hear so right, Bishop is on the phone giving an update and we then hear Sting in the background who commandeers an ambulance back out Austin has commandeered the ambulance and is coming into the arena um, so yeah Sting invented that angle which Austin oh, yeah. tucked Stop. away remember that for later um, uh, Brian Pillman trying to be bad match for the, the light heavyweight title which was fine and um, we then get Heyman and, and Rick Ruder in the ring for the, the scheduled Rude versus Sting US title match. Uh, and while they're in the ring kind of waiting, we get Sting driving the ambulance, to the arriving at the arena. Uh, he limps into the arena. Rude and uh, Heyman insist the match starts. Um, they It does. They begin a 10 count. Sting's like limping, trying to struggle to get to the ring in time before he gets counted out. He makes it to the ring. Uh, Rude, Pearl Harbors in attacks him. Uh takes him down this thing kind of rallies press slams him on the ramp which was mental
1: um
2: <laughs> they they brawl into the ring have a bit of back and forth works over the knee paulie hits sting with his massive uh, 90s mobile phone uh, which leads to a two count um sting is distracted rude rolls him up with a big handful of tights and wins the u.s title and um, so this was really really cool so having obviously you know it's the ambulance commandeering an ambulance is always awesome this was the the original one, uh, and the whole kind of the heat with with Rude being in was fantastic as well. Um, then got the final final match was the main event of Rick Steiner versus Lex Luger, which was yeah, pretty good. Um, and Scott at one, so Scott Steiner is Rick's corner man, and Mister Hughes is Lex Luger's corner man. And at one point, Scott tries to do a Frankensteiner on Mister Hughes, who was. <laughs> Uh, possibly one of the least athletic men in the history of professional wrestling right. who also wrestles in a shirt tie and slacks. So um, yeah, that, that didn't come off too well. Um, yeah, that was it overall kind of one, one great match, which was a tag team match. And then one really great angle, which is the, the sting injury injury and beat down. Um, but this was by far the best show I've watched from early nineties WCW so far. And also kind of sowed the seeds for a lot of the good stuff that was to come with uh Cactus Jack getting a big win, Stunning Steve getting a win, uh, Ricky Steamboat returning, the Dangerous Alliance kind of starting to take over things, uh, and the the foreshadowing of Jushin Liger arriving and kickstarting the light heavyweight division. So, yeah, really, really good show. But Um,
1: if you could have anything added to the show, would it be a match between Ricky Morton and Arachnaman? Oh, Well... Because that was allegedly scheduled for the show, but did not take place.
2: Oh. Well, yeah, obviously that would have, I don't know, would have added something.
1: Also, why am I only finding out now that Ricky Steamboat's Steamboat's real name is Ricky Blood?
0: How have you not? I feel like we've talked Uh, about this before. That is a
1: cool name. Dick Blood? Dick Dick Blood. Blood. (laughs) I never knew that. Or at least I knew
0: it and forgot it. Anyway, I, I enjoyed that <laughs> WCW review quite a bit. That was
1: good fun. Nathy just goes, If his name is Dick Blood, could you say he's a boner? I suppose you could. <laughs> <sighs> well,
0: flaccid penises still have blood in <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: uh,
0: wrestling is happening, unfortunately. Um uh, I don't know what's what's in the news that caught your your eyes this week, lads. Uh, uh, more more WWE talent uh, disgruntledness.
2: Yeah, Le- Leo, Leo,
0: Leo. Leo Rush going on the record with his with his uh, grievances about pay, which uh, that is, that is assuredly the best way to to get fired is to go on the record with a journalist. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, more stories kicking around about him having heat. Mark Henry publicly said said as such on his podcast or his Boston Open Show or whatever it is, hmm. uh, and just all this this uh, kicking around about oh he brings his wife backstage, he brings friends without, without accreditation, blah blah blah. And so he he spoke to Fightful and said that um, uh, you know I'm trying to. Uh, you know, portray myself as a star, and they have me doing rookie things like carrying water and all this other stuff. Uh, and so he basically just he said, you know, I'm not, I'm not being difficult. I'm just trying to do right by myself. But the real, the real kicker was that he said basically that, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, with having to pay for all his own expenses, his travel expenses and his hotel expenses, like you know, he's he's struggling to. To live on that money, uh, uh, which is which is kind of a hot button issue at the moment, with all the attention on WWE for for you know the the John Oliver stuff and all this other uh, uh, attention they've gotten for not classifying their their wrestlers as employees. Um, yeah, and and we you mentioned there the, the revival. The revival apparently offered two point five million dollar deals each for five years to uh, to stay with WWE, <sighs> which is. Which is, like, a fascinating amount of money to give to a team you don't even like. And you can't be arsed pushing. That is a lot. Like, five million altogether for those two lads.
2: The Usos must be fucking raking it
0: in. They must be. I'd be very curious what they're getting.
2: Must be more than that.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you know, lots of people still, uh, uh, you know grousing you know unhappy not just unhappy but like tr- actively trying to get out of the company and not having any success uh, i don't know if you talked about the, the uh uh luke harper situation last week i can't remember um no what what so basically luke harper you know he posted around wrestlemania weekend that he wanted he wanted out uh or he posted that he hadn't been used very well and he he was hoping his match with donovan die jack would, would would lift his spirits and then i think he and then he publicly came out a few days later and said okay i've asked for my release and then there was the story this week in the Observer that, like, Vince wrote to him personally and said he's not going to give him his release. But then also outlined, the Observer outlined that Vince is also not going to use him because he doesn't basically just doesn't like him. You know, had some grievances about him not being able to do a southern accent, which is the exact type of thing Vince cares about. Uh, uh, you know, some bad match he had with EC3 on main event that no one saw. Just basically Harper has kind of rubbed Vince the wrong way and Vince doesn't want to use him. Uh, but uh, he's also not going to release him because I guess he doesn't want him going anywhere else. I don't know. It, it's, there seems to be a lot of that going on. Uh, kind of, well, I don't want to use you, but I also don't want to let you go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's 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 his
2: status. <laughs> which currently. has really been their kind of strategy on signing people for the last couple of years, but now they're just actively <laughs> making it very clear that that's the policy, that we don't want to use these people, but we don't want anyone else having them. Which is... yeah. Um,
1: it's very uh, strange. It's 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 almost like an inverted uh, version of the Manchester United uh, recruitment strategy where they actively hire bums that no one else wants. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get rid of them. But yeah, you have a lot of that lately. You have obviously Leah Rush. Sasha Banks and her whole deal as well. Luke Harper. It, Revival. It, Sasha
0: Banks is still like MIA. She's not on television lately you know there's reports that, that, that she's trying to get out i mean i don't know if i, I don't know it's weird because I, I can understand she'd be frustrated but she seems like one of those people who's like her life's thing was to get to WWE. yeah um Although there's nothing worse than when that's your life's thing and then you get there and it's not what you wanted mm. um
1: well uh, we, we I, had, I, had I, also um john moxley's video obviously
0: Yes, yes, I mean, so he, he's officially released and he put out a video with some very subtle allusions to the fact that he hated where he was and he was happy to break out.
2: <laughs> uh, very subtle, yeah, breaking out. Yeah,
0: time. real Ooh. real nuanced take there, very uh, avant-garde. <laughs> um, but it is it is just fascinating because the culmination of all these stories coming out at once... Yeah, kind of just putting two and two together in my own, my own head, it, it really did strike me that, that Vince he seemingly just doesn't like Luke Harper because you look at like you look at the Ambrose situation and they played ball with him, they gave him a farewell, they gave him an on-screen farewell. I mean he did some stupid shite, you know, they were doing the Nia Jack stuff, but he got to have his Shield farewell match and all this other stuff. They really they put out that statement where they wished him well and all this other stuff. So it's like they play ball with him, I guess, because he's a he's been something of a top guy for a while and, and he, he was obviously well liked but then harper like harper's like i don't want to wrestle at access for the rest of my life i'm 40 years old and Vince, is, like tough shit you're I'm, I'm booking you on next year's access right now um you're wrestling eric Watts's face the singing guy
1: uh <laughs> boogenhagen
0: boogenhagen or whatever, whatever the fuck his name you, you know what i mean it's just like it's like everything in wrestling i think it's it's your your personal dynamic with vince seems to be the um the real deciding factor um yeah, the Sasha thing is the most fascinating to me because it um uh there seems just no details out there. She's just not on TV, and depending on what you believe, she's either just grumpy and wants to come back and get a push, or she wants to leave, or she wants you know what I mean. It's it's very very unclear. Um, and I think I think she was I think if her grievances are around the the women's championships, I think she's perfectly right. I think taking them off her and Bailey after four weeks was was stupid. Um. Uh, not giving them a chance to properly build those titles up, putting them on the iconics who you then beat every week.
1: Yeah, they, um, those titles are immediately
0: used. They're 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 immediately the raw tag titles. I mean, they're they're on par with the men's, which is just a thing they throw around and and who cares? Um, like the iconics, the, the whole iconic shtick of of having a little funny meltdown when they lose. I mean, that's fine, but they don't have to be champions to do that. I don't understand the the need to put the belts on them and then continue beating them like comedy jobbers. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I think Sasha I, uh, Banks' mistake was uh, taking her ball home in a half after losing the titles. You should have done that before they were going to lose the titles. That's the time-honored tradition of wrestling. Uh, if you're fed it, up yeah. and don't want to do the job, say, well, I'm not dropping the fucking belt then. The old See, go on. Go move.
1: Like and then they go put you a in a the a Hall a of a Fame dog. later. See, bitch? And then they put you in the Hall of Fame after you do that. So, yeah. It. Long game. Should have gone
0: to AEW and thrown them in some kind of recycling bin. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, that's yeah, that's the WWE talent situation. All very disgruntled. All very grumpy. Um, uh, and that also extends to management as well. as they're, All the graphs continue to go in the wrong direction. Uh, uh, yeah,
2: Share price down.
0: Share price down. Re- record low ratings. I mean, I feel like the entire existence of this podcast... They've kind of outdone themselves, but in the bad way. <laughs> outdone themselves in the wrong direction, in uh, in terms of ratings. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of uh, little problems here and there. Um,
2: so the the week uh, this podcast started, Raw was doing a three point four. or hmm. well, it did a three point four, which is kind of low, actually. It's slightly higher than that. So it's now down to what was it? One point nine. Hmm. That. So there. Hmm.
0: And the uh, the, third, the third hour of Raw is consistently dying a death. There There's an interesting stat going around that um, so, c- certain third hours of Raw and certain episodes of SmackDown are, are worse rated now than the uh, Hogan-Bischoff peaks of Impact.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, which is funny. The funny thing is, if people used to say when they were on Spike, Impact would have that 1.1 rating forever, I mean, if they had just not fucked up their Spike deal... And we're still there to this day. They might have won the way the ratings war with WWE by attrition, <laughs> over the course of course, t- over the course of ten years, because the TNA audience will never leave, or we thought yeah. they'd never leave. Um. Uh. But yeah. So so everything's going in the wrong direction there. Obviously, they're going to get their lovely yeah, Saudi Arabia injection of money in June. Um. Which is which is uh, a, a, a another thing we've obviously discussed a lot. Uh, Goldberg coming back for that oh, show. And Undertaker. And Undertaker, God, I, 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 I guess they'll wrestle each other. I don't know.
1: Uh, <laughs> don't know. I think they probably won't. They'll just have Goldberg, Undertaker, and Brock. Yeah, work separate matches and all win, and everyone will be happy. I can't
2: put two of the oldies in one match anymore. Surely.
1: Well, well, I know, but that's.
0: I think that's what the King wants. You know. Oh, but, not beat him, beat him, but... but his people. Yeah. You know that, that was the story with those last two shows. Is that they? they it was the the, you know it was from the Saudi side that all these requests were coming in for these old people and you know they should they got the the DX brothers of destruction match last time you know
1: oh God remember that oh. I didn't I didn't
0: watch that second one I probably I actually don't have a network sub at the moment because I'm kind of burned out on on WWE yeah. um, I don't think I'll be I won't be I won't be rushing to resub for this one um uh, yeah I, that's largely due to just being very tepid on everything else they're doing it's not it's not as Particular like Saudi Arabia thing or anything, but um, uh, what else we got here on Doc, the news?
2: Listener retired from uh, UFC or oh, no well, MMA, I guess. Did what? he? Apparently. Yeah, yeah, he did apparently. Failed another drugs
1: test, probably.
0: I was going to say, did he ever actually re-enter that pool? Or
2: yeah, he, he did.
0: Because he had to, because he had to re-enter it and then serve a suspension time. Wasn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah, well whatever. I, I it's it's yeah. I, I, I wonder how how concrete that, that retirement is, you know.
1: I mean he's forty one now. He's forty one,
0: I guess, and he's he's probably he's pretty damn rich. Um,
1: he's getting to the stage now that he's old enough and people are, are young and good enough now, he just gets the shit kicked out of him <laughs> nine out of ten times, you know. Maybe he's looking at that going, you know what? Maybe I just do this, this wrestling thing a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, and he still has an aura there. You know what I mean? He still you know, I think I think MMA fans
1: I mean the, the Cormier say. fight which was the one that they were talking about fair enough cuz Cormier himself is 40 and is very small for heavyweight. But if you put Lesnar in with anyone else, he's going to get like fucked up. Anyway.
0: And that's yeah that's the thing if he was going to keep doing it it would have to be he'd almost do better in like bellator facing like other kind of pasted people
1: yeah it's a shame um, um kimbo died we never got the kimbo lesnar fight oh yeah well Hello, it'll happen in know. heaven someday yeah Dada 5000 is still on the go apparently so maybe get him in with brock although he did die and then come back from it he was very much the, the jesus of <laughs> the mma world
2: john Snow of mma <laughs> Came back and was shite and useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh,
0: uh, elsewhere in the wrestling world, I'm trying to think what's going on. Well, you have kind of you this you this
1: weird Roman Reigns tweet fiasco where Roman Reigns tweets, I'm going to be on Raw. And then WWE's account tweets, No, he's not. And then Roman Reigns says, Yeah, I will. And I get that it's a. Uh, I guess a Roman Reigns versus the authority angle, but it's it's super
2: fucking dumb and confusing to your casual viewer. And... There, was a, there was a great tweet in response to that. It was like, they were like, oh, what's happening? And then someone replied like, uh, Roman's going to come out and cut a promo about how the writing on WWE is bad and then he's going to feud with Baron Corbin for three weeks. That's what's going to happen. No. So, nailed it.
0: Um... Yeah, it's 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 pretty um the, I get I get the feeling that they're they feel so starved for stars that they they kind of have to put Roman on raw for at least another while. Um yeah. Uh but, but or did so, and so did, I'm so I'm wondering is all the tweeting back and forth like is that an angle or is that them changing their minds in the same way sometimes they'll tweet out a graphic for a segment that just never happened.
1: Well, I mean anything. you had you had Roman punch Vince for no reason on SmackDown two weeks ago, and then didn't Shane McMahon help beat him up last week? Didn't I read that? So I get the feeling that's probably an angle, but it's not a good one. No,
0: and yeah, it's like you think about stuff like this. You're like, no wonder, no wonder nobody's watching these shows."
1: Well, there's one thing I was thinking about um, today, and I don't know if this is just me talking shite or whatever, but. I was wondering the fact that they do so many anti-authority angles and have done for so long. I wonder if that's partially, uh, as well, of course, as like the shite writing and so on. But I wonder if the the constant message that's like subliminally being put across that the authority are bad is what kind of turns people in a sense against WWE itself. Um, Because like, why do people resent Roman Reigns? Well, the this and John Cena is a story as well. They're being pushed down our throat. WWE wants us to like them, blah blah blah. And I wonder if the the fact that it's just over the years has been such an abundance of anti-authority, anti-authority, anti-authority that the fans are kind of conditioned to dislike the authority in real life. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and you know you've got like Sami Zayn doing that exact angle right now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Yeah. They. You know. They do constantly tell you that the company is run by idiots. <laughs> um, I think I think there's a lot of very interesting... I think the, the the decrease in people watching is so intense that I think you kind of do have to look at it as it has to be more than just, well, the show is not that good. I mean, it has to be more than that. And I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of just you know uh, people are conditioned to kind of hate the company in general one one interesting thing i saw uh, some people kind of batting around i know um uh, brandon thurston who does a lot of um he hosts that wrestleomics podcast show they're very stats heavy very you know uh, analytical uh, i don't think he's saying there was a direct correlation between it but he did observe that there, that there was a real downturn in interest and 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 ratings uh coinciding with the announcement of the saudi arabia deal and it's like, mm. you know, and also that was around the time, you know, they, they don't announce the network number anymore on the conference calls.
1: Yeah,
0: um, They've started gauging network success on hours of engagement and shit like that, which is not nearly as impressive as a stat because you don't pay your bills with hours of engagement. But... Um, you know this idea that well okay you know people are sick of the writing and they're sick of the volume of content you put out and they're sick of they're constantly beat over the head with the idea your company sucks and you know morally how can you engage that that younger that younger uh new audience when you kind of make your company as hard to support morally as humanly possible i mean you know I'm not saying any one of these things is why the ratings are plummeting, but I think it's probably fair to say there's a, a, an amalgamation of, of lots of different factors.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, I, I don't imagine I would ever cancel I don't have a network sub now, but I don't think I would ever cancel it over the Saudi Arabia stuff. But in terms of getting a new subscriber, I could see why that would hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they, they, they just kind of need to get a good streak going of goodwill. Because um, like a lot of their signings lately have been really good, um, and they just kind of need to channel that into, you know, being a progressive company that people like. It's funny because yeah, because people like the the TV show inherently, the people who watch it, and yet there is there is always been this. Kind of <laughs> it's very strange this kind of anti WWE rhetoric among the fans of WWE. It's very very odd. I don't think I have that with any other like company that I have interest in or support. Where I'm like, you know what, I really enjoy your product, but fuck yous, <laughs> basically. You know, it's very, very strange. Um, but that's kind of where, that's kind of the position they found themselves in. Um, and I wonder if they had a little bit of goodwill that people would be more likely to you know to take what they're given, basically. But this isn't like yeah. you know a six-month thing. They need they nearly need to start over from scratch and build it up. You
0: know? And I wonder, I wonder what even a goodwill thing is. I mean, how do you? I don't know. I don't how, ter- how do you turn the tide? Because they've had like every now and then they have like a good show or whatever, but it, it never it never sticks.
1: Well, you know I mean, I mean? They, they obviously did the Kofi Kingston title change or estimated. That's that's a step in that direction, you know. Um, I don't know because I feel like there's so, already so much of the TV is tainted by that stink. Of um, the the WWE, you know, I don't know. I don't think there is this. this the 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 scarier side thing is, I don't think there really is a solution for it. That's just how it is now, and they're gonna have to deal with it as they their numbers slowly whittle down, like an old yeah. Wilton flower, like.
0: And much much like they have been for, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, they've already prepared for this because the last couple of years the business model has kind of been. Squeeze as much money out of the fan base you have. Yeah. Um, I, I feel. Like, I, you know we're talking about how how terrible it is lately because there's been so many headlines about it. But honestly, their inability to rope in new people. I mean that's that's been a thing. I mean that's you know that's yeah the, the way it is. Um,
1: Raw, Raw is yeah. too long as well. I mean I know that's a, a cliche at this stage. Raw is three hours long. It's so fucking long. But like look at Game of Thrones, like or or shows of that ilk. I don't know if I can watch three hours of Game of Thrones every week. You know.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I don't, it, I don't even like the. I don't even like the fact that these last two episodes are seventy minutes. I think they're too long at that. Um.
1: Too long. I mean, I don't remember who it was that said that like the perfect length for TV TV uh, Western TV show is ninety minutes. Was it like Cornette or something? I
0: think that's a Cornet thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ninety minutes. That sounds very right to me. <laughs> you know. Like NXT is an hour, give or take a week. That's all I need. That's perfect, perfect length for me, and it keeps the people on it fresh. Like Alistair Black or whoever was on NXT for the last two years, I've been watching. I never get tired of him. He's never stale because I'm not watching him every single week do the same thing again and again and again. And that's why you know people get stale more quickly because you're so exposed to them. And that was the problem uh, that I had with WWE pre the brand extension again is that okay fair enough back in the day Smackdown because the WCW was around Smackdown was a show that was still you know semi-important to watch whereas from like 2008 to 2014 or whatever was just fucking shit it was the the, the dregs it was like main event where it was it was the people not the important people but the semi-important people and they would do no storylines on it but now I'm rambling I don't remember what the point I was making was
0: <laughs> um, yeah so so that's the uh, that's the WWE uh, uh, news roundup currently um, uh, did you I can't remember how much Mania weekend stuff did you watch Paul did you watch anything
1: I watched Bloodsport and I watched TakeOver and I watched WrestleMania that was it
0: okay so you, you didn't watch the the Janela shows no okay uh t- joe did so yeah you you probably won't have been as as impressed then but they announced for ott in belfast jordan devlin versus jake atlas mm. um which that's that's genuinely like a really that's a really impressive good guess that he he was one of the breakout sort of mid-card guys on on a lot of shows but specifically the the, the game changer shows uh, so i just wanted to make mention of that that's a they're they're getting in kind of on the ground floor on that guy which is good i think they'll have a cracking match uh as we're recording this, the uh, the Progress Super Strong Style finale is happening. Three-day tournament. Final of Jordan Devlin versus David Starr, with the winner getting Walter.
1: They're doing the OTT storyline. Where nice.
0: have I seen that? Hmm. Hmm. Where have I seen that from? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Interesting. Um yeah, that's very bizarre. Very, very on the nose. Wouldn't be the first time. You know, someone, someone messes me when it, when it seemed like that was going to be the direction. Like, Progress never, never watched a, never saw another company story that they didn't like. Um, <laughs> uh, they've, they've done that a couple of times. But yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, that's still a big, uh, uh, a big moment for, for Devlin, certainly. Get, um, get
1: Cabrera on the phone, quick.
0: Get Cabrera. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure he's just. I'm sure he's.
1: Get Jim Ross he's on the to call Cabrera on his rotary telephone. Exactly.
0: Uh, let's see here. I don't. I don't think we've had any actual WrestleRama announcements since we last did the show. There was a couple, obviously, last time we all were together. Uh, I'm trying to think, any other kind of non-WWE news going on currently? Um, AEW still kind of quiet on the AEW front. We're expecting a, a TV announcement this month. I think it, it's. The, the big rumor was that the uh, the Turner company are doing their their upfronts later in May, like in the third week of May, where they'll announce their um, uh, upcoming projects. And there's talk that, that will include AEW, but uh, whether, that's, whether there's, there's any you know credence to that, we'll have to wait and see. Um,
1: Do you think there are going to be any more announcements for WrestleRama or is that more, again, more or less?
0: Oh, I think I think there's more. I think there's more, okay. but I I I think they're. Um...
1: I was surprised to see them put out the video, um, promo the other day with with no extra announcements from like a month ago.
0: Yeah, I because yeah, when I got a little pop up when they posted I was it was like, like Facebook ooh, event,
1: and then it was just the same. I was like, oh. It's
0: like yeah, I I think I think there's actually a good bit more. Um, I I think I think because I I don't I don't think any of the names they've announced they're not like they're not like killer names. You well, know what I mean?
1: you know, Darby Allen, Bandito, or. Besides,
0: yeah, know. yeah, they, yeah. They're good names, but uh but I think uh, I think you know, in their continued attempt to make those other shows matter more, I think the Belfast show will probably be a big newsworthy show. Mm. Um, uh, in terms of like setting up matches, because they have they have Devlin Star and Walter there, who yeah. are also all booked for WrestleRama, so they can shoot angles there. Do
1: a three way. Uh, Ooh.
0: If, uh, I was going to say, yeah, they could do a three way. They could. I. Uh... I'm sure it would be great. I don't know if I'd want to watch another Walter match where it's like, okay, we're you know we're one in one, so now we're gonna we, now let's really see who's the man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was such finality to that last one. I don't know if I wanna I want to see that, but um,
1: maybe a break then. Do you think you're deviling against someone else for a month or two?
0: Yeah, and or and fun, I I would love that, but the, you know, I think that's where you, the venue issue becomes such a problem. Is it's so hard to kind of properly build people up. Yeah. Um, uh, with such limited amounts of shows, like I've seen, and likewise, I've seen a lot of people say they'd love to see a proper feud with Star and people. You know, I'd like to see Star even be the champion, but again, not right away. You know, I think they should they should go separate directions and maybe con- converge at the end of the year. But it's it's so hard to do that. I mean, it, when you have when you only have X amount of shows a year, and it's getting more and more limited. But um, yeah, I think I think I think there's probably at least one other big announcement for for WrestleRama. Um uh and hopefully. Not, not just in terms of names, but probably matches. There's some real, there's some some winners coming.
1: Yeah, we still don't have any. Uh,
0: yeah, no actual matches, matches yet. yet. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's any other kind of uh, wrestling news outside of the WWE bubble. Um, you know, Impact had a pay per view. I heard it was good, but you know that.
1: Bray no, Cage no real... is back.
0: Bray Cage, yeah, he. I have, I heard it was pretty bad, but he somehow powered through the match. But he was in a bad way. Mm. Um, he won their world title which is his first world championship which he seemed pretty uh,
1: remember that really time they, with... they picked Jay Bradley over him
0: yeah what a what a journey for that guy I mean like it, it, and specifically yeah within the context of this company he's kind of been through it all but um, I don't watch Impact Wrigley but every time I drop in they were always doing a great job with him like in, in this recent run they were
1: little, properly tr- little trivia question do you remember what Jay Bradley's Irish theme name was in TNA Aiden O'Shea. That is correct, Barry. You I don't know why I remember that. The you most you win this life. week's quiz.
0: Oh, dearie me. Um, yeah, I don't even know where he is these days. Uh, and... Did you see... I think this, is, this isn't new. Like, this happened a couple of weeks ago. But it's just... talking about Impact. This is a weird story. Did you see the whole Eli Drake thing? Yeah. He, he, where he, like... He was booked against Tessa Blanchard in Impact... And he went on Twitter and was like, oh, fucking intergender garbage. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, that's what that's what that character would say. And it was like, no, he that, he actually didn't want to do it. And he, he didn't want to, to wrestle her. And he was he was publicly being, I don't want to do this because intergender is stupid because that's his actual belief. So they fired him because of it. Um, which is weird because he's not, not – I don't think he's any kind of great talent. But he was kind of one of their – he was one of their guys. You know, he didn't have a name before Impact and they put their title on him for a while. Um – that was an interesting uh, uh, situation. Yeah. Um. Okay. And I I kind of think I kind of took from it is that they're all, uh, all systems go on Tessa Blanchard, and I don't think they want anyone, publicly shitting on her in any capacity, uh, which is fair, I guess. Um. But yeah. Um. I don't think there's too much other news. I suppose we can wrap it up here. Um. If there is no other uh, uh, stuff we need to get to. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. We'll, well, well, I hope so. We'll all be here. I believe I'll be here, uh, so we can.
1: Uh, two good, base. sorry, two good NXT matches in the last couple of weeks. people want to check it out, oh. uh, Johnny Gargano, Roderick Strong had a very good match, as you probably would have guessed. And Kushida made his debut on NXT this week. Oh yes, against Cassius uh, That match was also very good. God, I feel like
0: that did not get that much height. That's weird. I, I completely forgot he even debuted.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's good. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will be back next week talking more of the news, talking more of the old movies, the television, the games, all those things that make us tick. We will try and get those Zack Sabre Jr. music recommendations done.
1: Uh, I'm off the chain. I'm grab the grain. Oh, Bobby Roode has a mustache now. That's awesome.
0: Uh, oh yes yeah he looks like i don't know why like, i just
1: started singing this tna theme for no reason there he,
0: he looks kind of like rick brood kind of Dan Sever. uh tom Selleck. Uh, yeah people uh, look he sad. looks like he looks like a broodette man with a mustache is what i'm saying that he does uh-huh. but uh yeah we'll be back next week to, to, to talk more of the usual funny games uh, i hope you all had a pleasant bank holiday weekend if you have a bank holiday where you are of course and uh, we'll be back next week to chit-chat more. Uh, until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Joe Towner. Goodbye. And it's goodbye, It's
1: positive. Goodbye.